Hi, everyone. I'm Charlie Ekstrom of Stanford Beach Volleyball, and you are listening to College Volleyball Weekly Beach Edition. Hi, I'm Alana Rennie of Arizona Beach Volleyball. And I'm Alex Parker of Arizona Beach Volleyball, and you're listening to College Beach Volleyball Weekly. Is that right? No. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, uh, welcome to College Volleyball Weekly Beach Edition Top 20, and we're doing a special preseason series here, and you know, it's, it's a total honor, and, and I'm so excited to have different representatives from different programs, and this week we have the Univers University of Arizona's Alana Rennie and Alex Parkhurst, who played at the number ones and twos last season, and or actually over their last two years, COVID's really messed me up, two and a half years, two years, whatever you call it, but um, excited you ladies are uh, able to come on with me and Charlie and Madsen Spirit. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Thank um, you guys so much for coming and joining us. Well, I get the first question for you, ladies. And, uh, you know, basically last year, your team finished 22 and six, and the Wildcats had big wins against Stanford, Cal, and Hawaii. On top of that, Arizona's losses to the, to the top 20 teams were tight two, three decisions. Uh, reflecting on that season, what are your thoughts after what transpired? And we'll start with you, Alex. Um, I think that like those wins really helped build like momentum for our team because we did start off the season beating GCU. And I believe GCU was like ranked eighth at the time and we were like 16. So I think like that really set the momentum for us. And we kind of figured out like we could possibly try like we could possibly be able to go to like the tournament this year and unfortunately we fell short but you know that's what we're here for like this year we want to try to go with 16 teams now uh, how about you Elena your thoughts on it uh yeah last year I think especially with COVID like most of our returners were um in our lineup so we also wanted to prove to them like you know go out on a on a high note and really just our our team chemistry was really strong and we really had a, a good group of girls together. And I think just us playing how we wanted and how we felt good, like just really carried into the season. Yeah. All right, Charlie, you're up. All right, you guys. So in 2021, you both played mainly together at the number one's position. Um, anyone familiar with competing at the number one's position in the Pac-12s in the nation in general, but especially in the Pac-12, knows that it's really a gauntlet of the top talent of, in the nation and in, in a lot of cases in the world. I mean, we look over at Tina and she just took fourth in the Olympics. Um, how do you guys feel being a really young pair last year? Um, how do you feel that you performed individually and as a pair together? I think... It, at the beginning of the season, we kind of bounced around. So I think Alex is mainly at the ones and I kind of switched back and forth between the ones and the twos. So when we did get the opportunity to play together, it was a lot of, you know, like we have nothing to lose. We are a young ones team. Like, let's just go out and like play the best we can have, like get the experience. It was kind of sort of um, on that path. It wasn't really like, not to say like we didn't have a lot of expectations, but it was just um, really just go out and do what we can. Yeah, and I think that, like, it was just a huge opportunity for us, like, to be able to play against girls, like, that we were playing against, because it's really kind of just an intro into, like, what the future talent is for, like, you know, pros and stuff, because a lot of girls who are on the ones, like, will try to go pro. Yeah. Now, your big wins were over a very good number one pair, 
at Stanford. Um, I, we kind of know the person. <laughs> we won't, the name that shall not be dropped, Sonny Viapondo. <laughs> but um, I mean, pretty big win. And then um, Pony Napoleon, Jamie Santer of Hawaii. What did it mean for what did it mean for you as a pair to get those those big wins, especially being as youthful or young as you are? Now, Alex, go ahead and uh, take a shot, and then uh, Elena. Okay. Um, well, I just think it was like it really helped us build our confidence when we did have wins like that, because obviously we would play Charlie, like kind of be back and forth, you know. Person not to be named. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like the wins we did have against those teams were kind of deciding factors. So like most of the time when we won our like big games, it was like a three, two turnout. Yeah. And I think, I mean, against you, Charlie, we, I think we split on the season. So you guys took a game against us and we take a game um, off of you. So I think it's just something like that, you know, like the teams are so even and like, there's such good competition everywhere you go. So to be able to have big wins like that and with Hawaii, it was really big momentum for our team. And I think that put like a whole nother shift on the season um, with our team as a whole, just to have uh, big wins like that. Yep. No, I totally remember you guys. Like we told, I do remember that we had split on the season and it was always such a good battle between us. And I also remember that you guys were kind of that original starting wave for all of us, like underdog teams. I feel like there were like us two and maybe one or two other teams like nationwide who were really kind of came into season last year as big underdogs and kind of showed the rest of the nation where, where those lower preseason ranked teams really could put in some work. Um, and I do have to give you guys a lot of credit because I think that you guys kind of like U of A beach volleyball really got the ball rolling with some awesome upsets and ended up inspiring definitely helped inspire Stanford beach volleyball a little bit last year. And so it was really cool. Like some of us in the pac 12, like competing against one another and honestly fighting with each other was really, really a fun time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. <laughs> well, let's look at the recap of 2021, but uh, both of you are juniors now, um, and you definitely have had that huge potential of winning those big matches in the number one or twos, depending on where you're at, and you're recognized accordingly, getting all-conference honors. Um, what did you think of your individual performances from, well, I guess it's 2019 slash 2020 and 2021, and we'll start with you, Elena. Um, well, I mean, our freshman year, I started out before COVID happened and everything. I was not even in the lineup. So I think I really took, um, when COVID happened and everything in between, I really took that as a learning experience and really took advantage of all the time off and practice and everything in order to find my spot in the lineup and to have all the same returners that had played previously the same year to come back and then me um, eventually beat them out was really it did add to my confidence a lot um, and individually I think it did help me and it really just like leveled up my game in a sense yep Alex how about you um I think it was a big shift going from playing threes freshman year because obviously we didn't have a full season so I was just getting kind of like a taste of what it was like to play against these schools and when I moved up to one sophomore year, it was just like a slap in the face. Like it really, like there is a difference between playing ones and threes, no matter what team you're playing. <laughs> so, but all around, I think it's just a great experience for us. Yep. All right, Charlie, you're up. 
Yeah. So you guys both just touched on this a little bit, um, but going into it a little bit deeper, coming out of a shortened 2020 season and into your first full season since the pandemic, what was your guys's individual and overall just your guys's team, like the U of A beach team's mindset going into 21? How did it kind of shift from the two years? It was kind of just like we had nothing to lose, you know, like like Alana was saying earlier, we really came out for our seniors. They came back for another year. They put the work in for us like they didn't have to. And we just wanted to give them our best. And that's what we did. Yeah, I think giving even more detail with the seniors, like before it happened and we weren't sure if they were coming back, they all had like jobs and like future things set up and like very like um, structured, like the next step in life, things happening. And they decided to come back and that really showed us their dedication. So we wanted to really like give our all for them as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. A couple of them had like other opportunities, like at other schools to mm -hmm. play a fifth year. Cause before COVID happened, you could play like an indoor fifth year, you know, mm -hmm. and it really changed up <laughs> what they were supposed to do. Yeah. And yeah. like, as Arizona, I feel like California usually gets the, oh, we're good at beach volleyball type of um, reputation. So I think coming from Arizona, we really had a lot to prove and wanted to prove to people that we can really compete with uh, like the other big top schools. Well, one thing I've, I've recognized just even in just the recent years, and I know that we didn't prepare you for this question, but I feel like there's a, a hotbed of talent coming out of Arizona. I mean, I've been working at Durango Fall Classics and the teams that are coming out of Arizona have been, you know, phenomenal teams. Uh, uh, Sandra Day O'Connor, uh, you've got these other schools, all these uh, Xavier Prep, you've, you know, you're at Litchfield and, and all these schools, Desert, oh gosh, I'm going to forget the name, but uh, is a, uh, They'll come back to me. Someone I know went there and she's going to hate me because I didn't remember. But you know, then you have talent like Sarah Sponsel from Phoenix. Yeah. Both of you guys are Arizona grown. Um, there's definitely talent out there in all the juniors tournaments in 2019. When I was working the finals for the juniors, there were teams from Arizona all being represented. Um, what has been the, I guess the, what's initiated this movement of beach volleyball talent in Arizona? And whoever wants to take a stab at it can. I just think the sport is just growing. Like thinking back to like when I was a freshman in high school, they just started having beach volleyball at my high school. And that's kind of when I started playing. But then you have these girls that, you know, come from the high school teams and these younger girls are seeing that it, there's a possibility that they can go play in college. Cause you know, a while back, like, it was very rare. There wasn't that many schools. So I think that just brought more people out to the game. I also think recognizing the actual differences between indoor and beach volleyball, like with beach, you get to do everything. You get to defend, you get to serve, you get to hit, you get to set, like you get to do everything. Indoor is much more structured and you are limited in certain things. And I also think indoor is going in the path of the tall people. So yeah. I think um, beach definitely gives <laughs> gives more opportunities to um, a short. You're a large five seven, Alana. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Um, um, but yeah, I think it really just gives more opportunities for people, and it's more it is more self run. And I remember going from uh, club indoor to club beach. You know, I got to choose which tournaments I'm playing, and I get to choose my my partners. I get to choose if I want to take a break. Like I think it's just 
the the more relaxed nature of the sport is more appealing to a lot of people and you're playing on the beach most of the time so it's kind of hard to pass up yeah exactly. yeah Super, well, the other thing horrible playing conditions overall <laughs> <laughs> well the other thing is, is you've also got some rivals within the state arizona state and grand canyon who are becoming very very good programs as well yeah. so you know, a lot of talent staying home, but you're also bringing some other good talent from around the United States. I mean, that's got to make it for a great fall training, which is the uh, next question. But we're, I'm, Charlie's at the fall training, I believe, but I wanted to ask more what you guys did in the off season towards the summer to prepare for this upcoming season. And uh, we'll start with you, Alex. Um, I basically just like played in as many tournaments as possible. I did practice, um, for about a month with like Holly McPeak because I stayed out in California. So just like doing whatever I could possible, like possible so that I can get better, you know? Mm -hmm. Alana, how about you? Yeah, I kind of did the same thing. I think before uh, summer actually happened, Steve Walker, our coach kind of was like, let's try and get everyone to play at least six tournaments. If you can't, I understand. Like, if not, then that's fine. If you want to go for it. Um, but just like really playing as much as we can. And I actually moved in there weeks over the summer so I could train in San Diego at uh, Wave Beach um, and worked oh. with some of my uh, teammates play for them when they were juniors. And so we were able to train there a lot. And actually we played in three tournaments together this mm -hmm. summer. So just, just getting the touches on the ball. It's a great facility down there at Wave, I'll have to admit. Um, and it's a great place to uh, get some good competition as well. Um, now, the tournaments where you, you obviously played some in California, but were you also playing locally in Arizona there too? I did. I think I played in about eight tournaments, and I think they were all in California. I played in all California, and then I went to the Seaside tournament. but And oh. Texas. I did go to Texas too, actually. Some good travel. There was an indoor tournament here in Arizona that I played in with our transfer Maya Kaiser. Um, mm. It was, it's played in some old horse showcase like facility. It's really weird, but it's <laughs> indoors, which is nice. Um, an indoor so, beach facility in an equestrian, is that an equestrian? Yeah, they like, they like reuse the sand. It's like before they like cycle it out or whatever. It's interesting. Yeah, but let's hope it, they cycled it, it out and got yeah. rid of those steaming patties. <laughs> yeah, so it's nice weather-wise, but yeah. Yep. Well, how about um, in the fall training? Well, uh, particularly in Arizona, because I think Charlie's got some really good questions for you regarding when you guys made the visit out in Southern California, but um, what were you, I know you guys had some scrimmages against some uh, schools as well, just because they're, they're close by, I'd imagine. Yeah, so uh, GCU usually hosts one um, and they do just a pairs tournament. So just different pairs are playing and it's just one big tournament, kind of like juniors, uh, which is fun because we're playing, you know, the ones team will play a threes team and it's just a, you're seeing a lot of different people a lot of different styles of play and then we usually end up hosting a weekend and most of the same schools come but you know everyone mixes up the pairs everyone mixes up the players and stuff so we're seeing a lot of different people and styles of play and getting a lot of um just experience with the game yep alex how about you um i was just gonna talk about like the practice part of it like coming from freshman year like we we did a lot of cardio our freshman year and like a lot of practice like 
like two hours a day, obviously, like how it normally is. And sophomore year, we like hardly did anything, maybe an hour if we could, just because like all the COVID protocols and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So coming back to this year, we got back into the cardio and we got it back into our practices. So I think it's like really helping us improve and gain like a lot of confidence in our play. Yep. All right, Charlie. Yeah, so Rob kind of prefaced this a little bit for me, which is awesome. Um, so you, we talked a little bit about your guys' fall training while in Arizona, but I got the fortunate bit of actually getting to see you guys for a little bit while you were out in California when we traveled down to SoCal, but you guys came out to Southern California and played um, against some really high talented teams with Pepperdine, Cal Poly, Long Beach State, UCLA, USC, LMU, Grand Canyon. You played a long list of teams while out in California. What were your guys' kind of mindsets going into these fall ball competitions? What was kind of the thought? Um, and what are your guys' takeaways from these fall competitions coming out to California and playing against these teams? I think it's a lot of the just exposure. Like we don't get a lot of wind and like the whole coastal actually on the beach training um, here in Arizona. But uh, so actually playing on the beach, having the wind be a factor is really, um, I think, good for our team, especially the younger players, because sometimes they might not be used to it. But I think just getting the experience about playing other teams that we might not see throughout the season, like even though we are in the Pac-12, we don't typically play USC in the regular season. So it's nice to see um, some other teams that aren't necessarily on our schedule. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that because we do normally see like Cal Poly and like Pepperdine every every other year. I don't think we played them sophomore year, but um, yeah, it was just really nice to like be able to play in, under those conditions because here we like get wind like once every two months, you know, <laughs> it's just hot. Yeah, I From remember- a passing plane. <laughs> yeah. oh I remember those were windy <laughs> tournaments those weekends too. Like that was- yeah. The Santa Monica was the wind that we had like all year and we were, and they were crazy winds and we we're like, where did this oh come God. from? <laughs> like we had no training whatsoever. <laughs> well, I wanted to, to stay on the Manhattan beach tournament because I had the opportunity to go and cover it for volleyballmag.com. And I got to sit in front of your guys' court. Actually, <laughs> you know, there's two rows of courts. So I was trying to position myself to watch all the play and it was exciting to to just have beach volleyball going on and especially seeing the talent, but I mean, by not by far, but your guys court and particularly your play stuck out in, in my eyes because you're doing some really good things. You're crafty. You're getting a lot of blocks defensively. You're getting good reads. You're getting some really good hits and you're playing well as a team. And I didn't really look at the results, but I was, I was just kind of shocked because it looked like um, I think you guys are kind of experimenting with stuff, but you had, I felt that your play was really good and the potential is I mean, you get to establish the potential because of, of how much talent that you guys had together. Now, if you guys end up together, I'm not going to ask that during the season, but um, I mean, you have some really good pieces at Arizona because I got to go to the other courts and see some of the competitors play. Um, but I mean, exciting to see you guys play with some of the top teams, especially on that number one court and giving teams runs. I mean, you had to come out of that with some pretty good confidence, I'd imagine. Yeah, I mean, for us, all it falls about is like not really winning. Like we'd love to win, obviously, but it's more about like using our technique and kind of getting getting used to like what it's like to play these teams because obviously we're not going to be playing the same exact teams from last year. 
people move in and people move out. There's transfers because of COVID. So we're going to be seeing some pretty different teams this year. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's good because we didn't spend the entire year last year together, but we did end on it. And then, you know, having the summer off, we were able to like rebuild our trust with each other. I think we have really good communication skills and we do just kind of like know where each other um, is on the court. So I think just being able to really like dial in and find each other's groove um, is really beneficial in the fall. Now, well, my top post on my Instagram feed was that a boop that you had or a bump to kill is a dig by Alex and Alana. You snuck it over on two and caught Pepperdine off guard and it landed literally like two feet on the other side of the net is pretty amazing. Like, yeah, I remember that play? being a controversial play because they thought it was out. But <laughs> That was all in. The sand bounced on that nylon. <laughs> all right. I stole your thunder, Charlie. Keep on going. <laughs> no, not at all. Alex, you actually just started to touch on that, uh, on, on this with transfers and the whole notion of that. Um, and you guys had touched on this earlier in the, in this recording as well. Um, with the fact that you guys were so senior heavy and deep with seniors last year on the team. So this season coming in with a team so full of fresh and new faces, um, favoring a heavy lineup of underclassmen and also the addition of transfer Maya Kaiser from USC. Um, what was your guys' mindset going into fall preseason with such a new roster? And what's your guys' um mentality and mindset now going into the and coming into the upcoming 2022 season I think as athletes especially like ones who played in high school like you know every year it's different um but with COVID our first two years here were exactly the same so that was like a different experience but I think coming into this year we really were like you know like this is school. This is how it works. Like we lose people and then we gain new people. And we really just took it as an opportunity to grow our team and like grow our bond. And, you know, everyone gets along great. Like we're, I think we're a great group of girls and I love them all to death. And, um, I think it's really just like, we work hard for each other. Like it, we just really, um, are together all the time. Yeah. I would definitely say it's just like a different vibe from what we're used to, you know, like, you have like, I don't know, like six girls come out that played, you know, and then you have another six girls coming in that are just starting college. So it's kind of just like, you're getting them used to like what we want our team to be like and how they need to come to practice ready and how to perform and how to act as good teammates, you know? Yeah. And now that we're upperclassmen, like we are seen as leaders and we need, do need to like show them the ropes kind of and really just like establish how we want our team run and how we expect like certain things and just what we expect from the team and individual people. Good stuff. Well, I'm curious um, as to, you know, with the fall season now behind us and about to come into the start of the actual season, did any particular athletes play catch your guys' eyes as the upperclassmen? Um, On our team? Yep. Yeah. I think our freshmen are very talented. Um, you know, a lot of spots opened up from this past year. So it's kind of a dog fight, um, for every spot available. And I think people are really proving themselves and working really hard in practice to try and, uh, get their opportunity. Yeah. And a lot of teams are like very close together. Like there's really good competition mm-hmm. between like in between our team. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, I get to ask about you guys but you don't have to reveal what your pairs are but what are your your I guess um 
your expectations of yourselves, uh, whether you're together or not, as far as how you're looking for this season, how you've developed and um, how you expect to compete. And I'll start with you, Alex. Um, I don't know. I just kind of want to go out there and like give it my all, you know, that's really all you can ask for. Um, there's going to be bad days and there's going to be good days, but you just have to be able to bounce back if you have a bad day. So that's what I'm kind of working off of. I think my goal for this year is to really just play with no regrets. I think as a defender, it's a lot of just go for the ball. I think that's what I like as a defender. I feel like I personally don't really think I just go like, I'm like, okay, see ball and go. Um, so I think in my eyes, it's just like no regrets, like go for everything. Don't let anything touch the, like touch the ground. Um, really just leave it all out on the court, every single game. Like you can play your best volleyball and still not come out on top. So I think that's something um, important to remember too. Yeah. All right, Charlie. Yeah. So um, going on to that, what's your guys's thoughts on this outlook of our conference being the Pac-12? What's your guys's kind of thoughts slash prep slash just anything in general thoughts on this conference and the level of competition that's going to come out of the Pac-12 this year? I think honestly, I'm like honored to play in the Pac-12. I think it is the most competitive um, conference there is between all different sports, but especially beach volleyball. I think it's very competitive and just really aggressive most of the time. And I, you know, every, every game we play is going to be good. Um, and I almost feel like everyone is each other's rivals, which I think makes games even more fun because there's almost a lot riding on every single time because it's just like bragging rights. But I think it's, it's really fun to be a part of a really competitive conference. Yeah, I'd have to agree because like beach, like most of the teams are like, you know, top 20. So I think it's just really great to be able to compete against these teams when we're at our own tournament, you know? It's a, just a different level of play. Which brings up an interesting point that I forgot to mention, but Arizona is hosting the Pac-12 championships this year. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, you're going to have some extra oomph from the home crowd rooting the Wildcats on. So that's got to be an exciting time for you and for, and for coach to be able to host that tournament and bring, I guess, more attention to the program there at Arizona. Yeah, we well, we're hosting Pac-12 South and Pac-12 Championships. So having two big tournaments at home is really, I don't know, kind of like uplifting. And it's like really it makes us excited for the season. They're, they're even prepping our courts right now. Like they're repainting our fences. We're getting a new banner. Like it's just getting everyone excited for the season. We got more sand. Yeah. <laughs> we're getting everything ready for that. We're living the high life right yeah. now. <laughs> I think we were supposed to like we were supposed to host like last year, I think, but since COVID happened, they like pushed UCLA's um, mm -hmm. yeah. back a year. So then we got pushed back a year, but like, we're really excited to be able to experience this because mm -hmm. yeah. we've mostly seen it. Like when we, when they used to have it, when we were in high school, it was just amazing. I remember I'm excited to go back to your guys' courts and to get to experience your guys' ice, ice baths again. I just oh, yeah. my team's like <laughs> favorite thing. We like love your guys' jumpy sand and we also love your guys' ice baths. It's like the fan favorite of Stanford Beach Ball. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Charlie, got Dan our last two, but I think you have the second to the last one. Yes, I think so. So um, we just talked about Pac-12s and just overall the conference outlook, but going to a nationwide outlook standpoint, 
who do you guys think are the teams to watch across the nation? Like, who do you guys kind of have a pick out for just who's got a, who's got the potential to make a run and who do you see going to, to compete at Gulf Shores this year? Um, I think like, obviously like East coast, you know, FSU where they're always in the top. And then I think TCU is like really coming up. They have a couple of transfers, so that should be interesting to see how they, how they do this year. Yep. Yeah. I think even with like the growing of the sport in general, most teams are going to be competitive now. I do wish we got to play more East coast teams, but, um, I mean, just seeing the competition, you can tell like no matter who anyone is playing, it's going to be a good game full of good competition. But yeah, I would agree. Um, FSU, I think LSU is still going to be a top. And I think, yeah, with TCU's transfers, I think they'll be really competitive too. Well, you've also got Hawaii and Cal Poly on your docket as I look at your <laughs> schedule here. So, you know, not too bad of a, an alternate if you're not able to make it to the uh, East Coast. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm going to follow up with, you know, as athletes and fellow competitors, who are the players that you two will be watching uh, in the nation who have been helping the game grow, who've been competing at the highest levels, and you just like to watch them? Uh, we'll start with you, Atlanta. Um, I have a lot of friends that I actually grew up with um, in Arizona that are competing at some of the top schools. So I think just watching them and seeing how they like come into themselves and really grown as athletes. Um, specifically Kelly Agnew of um, LSU. She's one of my best friends um, in my club. And I just think she's such a fun competitor and so fun to watch. She's very energetic. And I kind of take my um, style of play after her almost, even though she's only a year older than me. But also I would like to watch more of the people that we played against last year that are still here. You know, a lot of people got extra an extra year due to COVID. So there's a lot of people that we have seen in the past and competed against in the past that I would like to uh, watch out for again. Yep. How about you, Alex? Mm, I'm going to be watching Charlie. <laughs> <Maybe> <laughs> <across the net. laughs> You'll be watching your video so you can beat her in the number yeah, one. I'm going to be watching you. <laughs> I'm going to scout you. Uh, um, you know, very usual. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like kind of all the team I don't know like I just feel like everybody's good now you know you can learn from everybody so it's kind of cool just to see everybody's tendencies like things you can pick up on you know kind of well, everybody I don't know <laughs> <laughs> well between everyone on the screen here just if I were to go off the last let's say 12 months to 16 months you guys have provided a lot of highlight reel for when I've been capturing social and video so I mean, it has been so entertaining to watch. And for all our listeners and viewers, if you haven't seen any of these ladies play, you're going to be up. You're going to be so excited because I mean, you guys are doing stuff, hitting the crud out of the ball, digging bombs. I mean, blocking the crud out of people, you know, talking trash every once in a while. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's it's been such an entertaining um, time for collegiate beach volleyball because the level of talent that's going deep into the pairs has made the entire competition so exciting to watch. You're down to that last court, the decisive court five or court three, the final match that's going and all the, the ladies are, are getting around that one court. It's just so, so exciting to watch. And I feel like you guys are in the midst of such a great time in history with collegiate beach volleyball, especially with up and coming programs like Arizona and Stanford. So, um, you know, um, Charlie, do we have anything else to ask of our, our guests from uh, Arizona? 
you know, I think you guys covered absolutely everything in my book. I'm like reminiscing, reminiscing back to the last time that I saw you guys, like actually got to talk to you guys in a competition over summer when I'd see you in the San Diego tournaments. And I was like, Hey, like, welcome to my set in my neck of the woods. Like it was so fun. Um, I'm super excited to get to see you guys and compete against U of A this year. Um, and so excited with what you guys have done with the program. So thank you guys for coming on and chatting with us tonight. Yeah, thank, thank you, you, for, you having for having us. us. I just want to add, be sure to follow all these ladies on their social media. I believe, uh, actually, you know, what I think it's cool about uh, Arizona's website is they actually have your Twitter and Instagram handles on there. So rather than trying to remember off the top of my head, go look them up. It's not cyber stalking. We're giving you the okay to look them up. But, uh, <laughs> um, again, that's Alana Rennie and Alex Parkhurst of Arizona with uh, Charlie Action of Stanford and uh, Mads Fitzpatrick in Spirit. So uh, thanks for joining us again, ladies, for this preseason episode of College Volleyball Weekly Beach Top 20. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, y'all. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Viral Volley Podcast podcast. Be sure to follow Rob at Rob on the Mic on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook or at RobOnTheMic.com. Check it next time.